So, Christmas is upon us again. It's December, whether you feel like it or not, it's already here. And, uh, you know, maybe this year, maybe every year you have movies that you watch uh, every year and you, you, you know, mo- movies you watch to get you, you know, in the Christmas spirit. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe Home Alone is one for you. You know, I, I, I know it came out when I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't see it a whole lot when I was a kid. I, it wasn't a movie I watched every year. But it's one of Lauren's favorites, so we watch it a lot now every year. Uh, and I do, I do remember there's just certain parts of it, you know, whether, whether uh, especially if you grew up, if you grew up back in the early 90s or if you grew up since then or you had kids, but then there's probably parts of it where you just see that one little scene and it brings a smile to your face. You remember that, you remember that moment. You know, for me, I always remember the scene where, where he, he takes the toboggan, the sled, onto the stairs and, you know, and tries to slide down the stairs through the door. You know, that, that's, that's one of, my, one of my, the scenes that I always remember and always think about, how could I do that? You know, we didn't, I don't think we had stairs when I was a kid, but just like, how, can I, how can I accomplish that? We don't have snow. We don't, I don't think we had a sled. But, uh, you know, how could, how could we, we do that? You know, so that's just one of those things that pops back in my mind. But, you know, maybe there's a movie that, that you... Uh, you grew up watching a movie that you relate with Christmas. Maybe Home Alone's it, but uh, Home Alone. Whenever I watched it when I was uh, I was a kid, there was a couple things that uh, that, I, that I didn't understand when I was a kid. Some of the things I still don't understand. But number one, probably is like, how did Kevin get away with talking to his mom like that? I mean, when I was a kid, if I would have talked to my mom like that, uh, the family wouldn't disappear before in the morning, but I would I would probably disappear before the morning came. Uh, so that, you know, how did he get away with that? I, I didn't understand that at all. Uh, the second thing is like, you know, growing up in a pastor's home in the Bible Belt, uh, you know, if you wake up in the morning and no one is at your house besides you, that probably means that Jesus has come back and you've been left behind. And so, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't be like partying. I'd be like, you know, on my knees praying and you know, trying to, you know, call my grandparents, see if they're still here, turn on, uh, you know, the Bible channel, make sure all the televangelists are still on TV, something, you know, making sure, you know, trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, so that, that always, you know, that's not the way you react to waking up to a house with nobody in it. Uh, but then the third thing, I guess, and this is the thing that, you know, bothers me more now that I, I watch it is what's the, what's the message of the story? What's the moral to the overall story? I think we'd say that it's be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it, right? And that's, that's a good moral, but here's the thing, is that it really doesn't matter whether you get it or not. What we wish for really matters. What we wish for and what we want, what we desire, really matters, because what we wish for, it, it, it shows what's deep inside our hearts. It shows the kind of people we are. It determines who we are. And it shapes who we are. It ultimately decides who we are. And it also, it also shapes where we're going. What we wish for, it, sh- it, it, it shows us where we're going. We, we, and sometimes we, we wish for things and we end up somewhere we don't want to be because we've made, made a, a wrong kind of wish. We've, made, we've ha- made the, had the wrong goals in our life. You know, Kevin, he made this wish for, for his parents to disappear. You know, it sounded like a good wish to him. But, uh, but, you know, it shows the character of Kevin, you know, that he is a spoiled little brat, right? That, that he's a selfish little kid. Uh, that's what it shows about him. 
And yeah, it makes a good movie, but that's not, that's not the, the kind of wish we'd have. And, you know, it may, at first it seemed like that wish was such a good wish. You know, it, he woke up and it's a party, you know, and do whatever you want to do. But, you know, if you're a 10-year-old and you're at home alone, that's only fun until the sun goes down. And then, then you're at home alone. And, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you get kind of scary, get kind of creepy. You know, you hear things going on. Don't know where mom, there's no one to protect you. No one to go run and hide and get in, and get in bed with when you have a bad dream. It's not, you know, the, the wish wasn't as good as he thought it was. And he ultimately goes on to kind of regret it eventually. But, you know, you know sometimes we can all have selfish wishes, right? We can all kind of get selfish and think about, you know, things. Uh, selfishly, but you know, this time of year, we should be thinking about each other. You know, we shouldn't be thinking just about selfishly what we want, but we should be thinking more about each other and about other people. And ultimately, you know, when we approach Christmas, you know, anything we wish for in life, we should be, we should be trying to make sure that our wishes line up with God's because when we line our wishes up and our desires up with God's desires, we know that we're going to be headed in the right direction. We're not going to end up somewhere where we regret later. We, we know that we're not going we're not, we're not to end up being horrible people. We know we're not going to end up uh, being unhappy, but we're going to end up where we need to be. And so we need to make sure that our desires, our heart is lined up with what, what God wants. And if we do that, we're going to be a lot happier. We're going to be on the right path. We're going we're gonna to be, be, uh, be, you know, better people overall. And, you know, Christmas is a time where maybe we can take a minute and kind of focus and, and make sure that our hearts are in the right place. That, that maybe this season, maybe we need to look at it from a different way. We're just starting December. You know, maybe we need to look at it and make sure that we're looking at Christmas the right way, that we're looking at it from the right perspective, and that we've got ourselves lined up for the, for the right approach to this, this Christmas season. Uh, because, because what we wish for this season to be, it, it's going it's to affect what it turns out to be for us. And so, so if we're going to figure out what Christmas is about, if we're going we're gonna to figure that out, we probably need to look at look at what God says it should be about, right? We should probably try to figure out what God says, says this, this should be about. And uh, the best place to look, I think, is to look at what God said himself, what he said through his messengers, the, the angels one night, the, the, the night Jesus was born, what he said that night to some shepherds, what he, when he told them through the angels what they spoke to the shepherds. Uh, he tells, they tell the shepherds what Christmas is supposed to be about. So it says there in Luke chapter two, it says the angels, the angels said to them, uh, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. We're going to break down a couple of little spots there, a couple of things the angel said, but let's start there at the end. Let's start there at the very end with peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's, that's, a, that's a Christmas wish we can all get behind, right? That's something we'd all, we'd all agree that that's a good wish, peace on earth. That's, that's something that we can all, we can all agree on. Even, even people, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't, you know, you hear people that don't even, you know, celebrate that part of Christmas, they'll still say, you know, peace on earth. That's a good wish to have. But when we talk about peace on earth, are we talking about the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring us? Are we talking about the kind of peace that the angels were talking about that night? Because, you know, when I talk about peace on earth, sometimes I'm talking about, you know, I need some peace, you know, 
maybe in a relationship I have. Maybe, maybe there's some conflict going on. And I just need some peace in that relationship. I need, I need some peace, you know, with, with some people I know, some people I'll, maybe, maybe you have pe- people that you work with, you need peace, peace there. Maybe, maybe when you lay your head down at night, you got so many things you're going through and you can't get them out of your brain and you can't go to sleep and you say, you know what, I just need some peace right here on earth. Right now I need some peace. And so maybe that's a, maybe that's a, a, a wish you can get behind, you know, that's a wish that, that you can have. Or maybe you need peace in your home, peace Peace in your family. Maybe, maybe, but you, you even look at that and say, oh, those things, those are kind of self-centered. What, what, what it's talking about is peace on earth, you know, peace, peace across, you know, there's, there's all these conflicts and, and there's, there's turmoil in the world. There's, there's, there's wars and there's, there's injustices. There's horrible things and tragedies going on in the world. That's what, what Jesus came to, you know, that's the kind of wish I want for this Christmas is for there to be peace on earth. And, and while all those things are good, it, that's not exactly what Jesus came to bring. He brought the, he's going to bring those things, but what he's, what he's ultimately talking about is a peace that's better than that. It's, it's different than that because, because peace on earth, it's not a command. It's not, it's not the angels saying, hey, Jesus is going to be born tonight, and so you guys better be on your best behavior, okay? Peace on earth, okay? You'll start getting along better. That's, it's not a command. It's not, it's not just a wish. It's not God saying, oh, I wish there would be peace on earth because God doesn't have, it's not what he does, Okay? It's, it's a promise. Peace on earth is a promise that, that peace has come, that, that Jesus has been born. And you know, Jesus even said himself that, that the kind of peace that he's bringing isn't like the peace that we expect. He said, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. He doesn't give peace like the world gives us peace. But, you know, we, when we think about the peace, we think about those, those situations we need peace in. We think about the areas of our life where we need peace. But God is promising us a deeper peace, a peace that, that, that can cover all of it. If we'll, if we'll dig down to the, the, main, the main conflict that's going on in our lives, if, we'll, if we want real peace, we've got to dig past all those little situations. We've got to look with bigger eyes because that's what Jesus sees. He sees the whole thing. He sees the whole picture. And, and so, so what he wants to bring about is reconciliation. Is, you see, mankind, we... we We've all, as, as a whole, we've turned our back on God. And we've, we've, just like Kevin, you know, wished his family away. We've wished God away. And we've said, you know what? I don't need you, God. I can do things on my own. I can, I can, live, I can, I can live without you. I can get along without you. But, but you know what? what? We find ourselves headed in the wrong direction. We find ourselves often that, that, that we can't get along. And when we come to that point, we need, we need reconciliation. We expect that in those moments that God would be angry, that God would be upset, that God would be, you know, we find him uh, arms crossed, tapping his foot, but that's not where, what we find. We find a God that says, no, 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 peace, peace on earth. I wanna, I wanna bring peace, I wanna bring us back together. He, he, he doesn't wait on us, he's already made the first move. He's already, he's already sent his son to fix the relationship. He's already, he's already come to us, peace has come and he's offering it to us. And that kind of peace, that's the kind of peace that once you have it in your life, it can, it can saturate every bit, you, you know, it, it, can, it can touch those relationships. It, you can find, you'll find that peace. When you make that peace with God, you'll find that peace when you lay your head down at night. You'll find the peace in your home. And, and through it, you know what? God, God can bring peace to this world. And that's, that's what uh, Jesus knew, knew. And that's what Paul told us in Romans 5. 5. He said that, that we have peace. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The only place we're ever going to find peace is through Jesus. That's the only place we're ever going to find peace. If any other peace that we think we find on earth, if it's not through Jesus, it's just a temporary ceasefire. 
It's just a temporary moment of silence. It's not peace. But if we can find the peace with God that, that only Jesus Christ offers, then we found something that's worthwhile. We found something that lasts. We found something that, that can transcend just, just moment to moment happiness. But we found peace that passes all understanding. We found, we found unspeakable joy. We found something greater. We found something better than we knew was possible. But Jesus knew it was possible. He knew that without the peace between God and man, that, that no other peace would be possible, that no, there is no other peace that was possible. But he also knew that if he brought peace to us, then we could share that peace with the world. And that, that the peace that he, he wants to give us, that it could saturate us, that, that it, could, it, could, it could become such a part of us that it would, it would leak out into the rest of the world as we, we go about our, our day. And we, we could share that peace with the world around us, that it, it's not meant to be bottled up, but it's, it, would, it would be spread through us through us that, that have found him and know him. But Christmas is, is not, just about, it's not just about the peace that he brings us, but it's ultimately, I mean, on the very surface level, it's about Jesus' birth, right? It's, it's a birthday party, correct? That's what it is. We're celebrating his birth. And, uh, you know, Easter, you know, I, I've always, you know, when I was younger, I, I would always think about like Easter seems like it's, it's the most important thing. You know, that's the, the death of Jesus, the resurrection, you know, our salvation, that's there. So what's Christmas about? Is Christmas just about getting presents? Is that is just an excuse to have another party? I mean, what's the, the, the thing is, is that Christmas isn't just, about, isn't just about that he died, but it's also about that he lived. It's about a celebration of his life. And so if we're going to celebrate his life, what better way to do it than to live like him? And Paul told, told us to do, like, to do that in Philippians. He said, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So, so Jesus, he had, he, had all these, uh, he, he had all these things that he was entitled to because, I mean, he's Jesus, right? He's the son of God. You know, he, 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 he's entitled to all these things. But he says, you know what? I'm, I'm putting all that away. I'm pushing all that aside, and I'm going to go be like one of them. I'm going to be born in a, in a manger in the lowest, lowest possible place ever in a stable with some animals. And I'm going to be born, and, and I'm going to live a life as one of, one of these people that that have, that have turned their back on me, that have hurt, hurt me, that have turned their back on God. And it says that even when we were sinners, you know, even when we were sinners, he chose to do that. He chose to do that. And that should be a lesson to us, is we should look at other people the way he looked at us. Is it, we should see other people the way he saw us. You know, we should, it's very easy to be like Kevin and just say, and just say, you know, I don't want to see any of you jerks ever again. You know, it's when people hurt you, when people make you mad, when people do things that you think are wrong, it's really easy to turn around and say, you know what? I just don't want to see any, any of you jerks again. That's what Kevin said. But, but maybe we should do what Jesus taught us to do and say, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter what they've done. You know, I, I need to humble myself. It doesn't matter what I'm entitled to. You know, well, there's a there's this, this feeling that if someone hurts us or someone is, is rude, then we're entitled to act a certain way, you know? That we're entitled to, to be a certain thing. And that's just not the right way. If we have that peace that Jesus brought us, it's not the kind of peace the world gives. It's different. We've got to be different. And, and so we're not, we, we, we don't, we're not entitled to it. We need to humble ourselves. And just like Jesus did, empty ourselves and say, you know what? It doesn't matter how I feel right now. 
I need to see other people like Jesus saw, saw me. I need to see other people and, and give grace out, just like Jesus gave grace to me, even though I didn't deserve it. I, I need to return the favor. I need to turn to other people and share this with them. Because you know what? It's not just that Christmas isn't just about that, just that he lived, but that he lives. He still lives. He's still alive. Uh, you know, he, he died on the cross and he rose again and, and he's in heaven now, but not just that he's there, but that he's here, right? If, if you claim him to be your savior, then he's alive in you. And just like the angel, the angel said, oh, there, there's a savior being born in a stable. It's not just the celebration of the savior being born in the stable, but it's the celebration of the savior that lives in us. It's that, that's what the celebration should be about. And you know what? If, if that savior has saved you, has truly saved you, he's truly your savior and he's changed your life, how can we stand silent? How can we, we keep our mouth closed? How can we not share what God has done with us, because he's not here physically anymore. Jesus isn't here physically anymore, but we're here. We're the representation of him here. And so Christmas, you know, we've got to, we've got to reflect him and just, we've got to reflect the reconciliation. You know, Christmas, that's what it's ultimately about. It's about God and man coming back together, about reconciliation. And we need to reflect that in our relationships. We need that reconciliation to be part of our lives, that that we don't worry about who's hurt us. We don't worry about, well, they're, gonna, they're, they're, just, they're not even going to listen. They don't deserve to be forgiven. We need to, to let it go, let, and we need to heal, and we need to be better people. We need to be, let God teach us to be better people. You know, and so, so let me ask you today, who, who have you wished away? Who in your life have you, have you wished away? You know, and this, this steps on my toes every time I get to, get to this part. But who have you wished away? Who are the people that, that, you know, were in your life and you've pushed them away and you've said you didn't need them anymore? That they need the peace and the hope and the joy that Jesus has brought to your life. Who, who are those people? Who are the people that, you know, maybe you, you can't wish them away, but you wish you could wish them away. Maybe, they, maybe they're gone, but they stay in your brain. What they said or what they've done, they stay in your brain. And you wish you could just get rid of it, but you need to, you need to heal, you need to let it go. And, and, and get over it just because Jesus humbled himself. Jesus put his, what he was entitled to aside. We need to put what we think we're entitled to aside and, and forgive. Maybe, maybe it's somebody that hurt you, and I'm not saying that you have to trust somebody and bring them back in to, to hurt you again, but just that you need to forgive. You need to forgive and move on and not let that anger and that, 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 uh, that brokenness reflect in you. And finally, who have you wished away without even noticing it? Who have you passed by and basically they've become invisible. Even if they're really, they're there. Who are the people that you've passed by that you don't even know, that you don't even realize that you, that you, you walk by every day without seeing them in, anymore because you're so busy with your wishes, what you want to get done today, what, 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 what you need to do, what you need to accomplish in the day. What are the things, who are the people that you've wished away? Because ultimately, Christmas is about all people. That's what the angel said. The angel said, I bring you good news, which will be great joy to all people. It will be for everybody, all people. It wasn't just for some shepherds on the hill. It wasn't just for them to keep it to themselves. They went, and they went to the manger, they went to the stable, and they, they told everyone there, they said, we saw the angel, and the angel told us we were going to see just, they, they went and they told people. And it says that everyone was amazed. Everyone was, was amazed at what the shepherds told them. 
And it says, it says that when the shepherds left, they, they left glorifying God, they left worshiping. So, so I mean, it's all, it's, they, they, they changed some people's lives that night by letting, letting the story that they had just experienced, telling people about what God had just done in their lives. And so what is God doing in your life? What is the thing that God is doing in your life that you can share with other people? Because what if the shepherds wouldn't have told their story? What if they would have been quiet? What would have happened? We, well, first of all, we would be talking about them right now. But what would have happened? And what would happen, what will happen if you don't share what God is doing in your life with the people around you? What will happen? You, we need to, to look around and slow down and see the people who need Jesus. When you think about the nativity, when you picture it in your brain, you got, the, you got the shepherds over here, but you got some other guys on the other side, right? There's some other guys dressed a little nicer than the shepherds, you know. They probably smell a little better. They, 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 have, they keep different company, camels instead of sheep. But the, the, the kings, the, the magi, the wise men, you know, we, we picture them over here. But if you know the story, if you've read, read in, the, in the Bible before, you've, you've probably noticed one strange thing is, is they didn't make it to the first Christmas. Okay, let's, let's go there and read that real quick. In Matthew chapter 2, it says that now after, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Where is he who has been born? Okay, past tense. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child, not the baby, not the infant, the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So these guys were late to the party. They weren't at the first Christmas. Sounds like they might not have been at the second, third, maybe fourth Christmas. It, it took them a little while to get there. So... They were late to the story. Maybe, maybe it was the first time you heard it. Probably, probably not. Probably not the first time you've ever heard that. But maybe you're like me. You know, the first time you heard it, you know, you're like, it kind of bothers you. You know, like when I first learned that, you know, I'd see like a church nativity play and I'd see the wise men come and be like, they're not supposed to be here. What are they doing? They're here way too early. What are they doing? You know, drive by, drive by, driving down the road, see some people have some, some their Christmas decorations out and say, why are the wise men out there? They're not supposed to be out there yet. Got to put them out in a couple years or something. Um, but maybe, maybe you want to go home today, and, and like me, you want to go home and kick the wise men out of your nativity set if you've got it set up already, but wrap them up and put them back in the attic. But uh, I hope you don't, uh, you know, because I got to thinking about it. Why do we keep putting the wise men in the nativity? Why do we keep putting them there in the stable that night, even though they weren't there? But, you know, the thing is, is they weren't there, and neither was I, and neither were you. And I think whenever we see the wise men, it should remind us, there's always room for more people to come and meet Jesus for the very first time. There's always room in the stable. It's, it's, not, it's not a closed party. You know, it's, 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 Christmas isn't just about, about my experience, but it's about sharing what Jesus has done with me with other people and, and opening our hearts and opening the doors to whoever wants to come and meet Jesus, whoever wants to come and meet Jesus for the first time. That's what it's about. You know, Christmas, the actual word Christmas. You know, where we get that? You know, a lot of times we talk about Christmas or Christ. We've got to keep Christ in Christmas. There's another part of that word. Well, must, that's not really a word, but mass, Christ mass is what it comes from, you know. 
Mass is traditionally what you call a church service, right? A, a traditional church service. So what it, what it means is it's Christ, it's Jesus' birthday church service. That's what it's about. It's about the church. It's about people coming together to worship Jesus and to, experience, and to, to celebrate his birth together. So, so in that sense, you can't celebrate Christmas by yourself. It has to be shared. It has to be shared with other people. You can't celebrate it just by yourself. And you know what? That's not just tradition. That's what the angel said. This, this, will be, this is good news. You know, it would be great joy to all people. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to be told to someone else. It's meant to be shared. And maybe there's somebody that you know that, that needs to experience Christmas this year for the first time for the, real, for the right reason. To, to experience, Jesus, to meet Jesus for the first time this year. What better time? What better time than this year, than this part of the year? Maybe, that, maybe that's you today. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe, maybe this all seems, you know, a, a little out, out there to you. But you know what? I want to tell you that Jesus, Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life, and he wants to give you peace that passes all understanding. He wants to bring, bring healing to every relationship of your life, starting with the relationship with you and God. And so that's, that's the message of Christmas is that we, we've been reconciled, that, that, there's, no, that there's, no, there's, there's no divide between us and God anymore, but God has said there's peace on earth and there, he has goodwill towards us and, and that, that, that we are agents of change in the world, that we, are, are, we can be saturated and live lives that reflect God's peace in our life and share it with other people. And that this, this Christmas message, the birth of Jesus, the hope and the peace and the joy that only he brings, that it's meant to be shared. It's not meant to be, be experienced just in our traditional little ways, but it's meant to be shared. So who is it this year that you're going to share Jesus with? Not just, I hope you invite people the next couple of weeks. I hope you invite some people that need to be here for the next couple of services, uh, but, but not just on Sundays, not just inviting them, but you have a story that you can tell. You have, you have something that's going on in your life that God is doing that you can share with somebody. Because it's not just about that he lived in a manger, that he was born in a manger, but that he lives right here with you. And you can share that with somebody. You have that ability. You have those opportunities all around. If only we'll slow down long enough. I know it's hard, especially this time of year, but if we could slow down and just notice those people that are all around us that need to hear this message. At the end of service, we like to end up front. If I could, I'd like to invite everybody to the front. We just want to kind of end up here together. We do this every week. If you feel comfortable moving front, moving forward, just move down here with us. I'd like to spend a minute together in prayer to close. When Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem, you know, they were told there was no room in the inn. That's what they were told. There's no room. And so they had to go to the stable. They had to go and Mary had to give birth to Jesus and lay him in a manger, right? We know that part of the story. But you know, we all 
have an opportunity this year. They were, they were, they were just looking for a, for a place to celebrate the birth of their son. They were looking for a place to meet their son. For the first, they were looking for a place to meet Jesus for the first time. We have an opportunity this year because there's people that are looking to meet Jesus for the first time. And we have an opportunity to say, hey, is, is there still room in the stable? Is there still room, like the wise men? Is there still room for more people to come and to meet Jesus for the first time? Is, is, is there still an opportunity? Is there still a place? Have, have we made room? Have you made room for other people? You know, in your own life, have you made room to share that story with other people? Or have you packed your life so busy with so many other things that you can't, don't have time to slow down and share what Jesus has done in your life? If today, if, if you've got something going on in your life and you need prayer, the prayer team is here, okay? may not be anything that we've talked about this morning. It may be something completely different. That prayer team is always here to pray with anybody, with anything that's going on, okay? Uh, but, but today especially, if, if you don't know Jesus, if you've, if you've never experienced that peace that can, that can truly, you know, you know, saturate your entire life, not just, not just your relationship with God, but every relationship you have, if you have never experienced, if you've never met Jesus and you would like to this morning, please step forward and ask, ask and talk to, to one of these guys and uh, meet Jesus for the first time today. But those, the, uh, those of you that you, you know somebody that, that doesn't know Jesus, you know somebody that needs, that needs what you have, that needs that hope and that peace, maybe today you need to pray for, pray for one of them. Maybe you need to pray for that opportunity, that door to open to you, that, that you, would, you would find that place and that way to share Jesus this Christmas, that you would be able to celebrate Christmas by, by someone, seeing someone brought in to, to, the, to the stable. Because the stable is always growing. So there's always more room. So let's, let's pray today. Let's pray that, that God would open those doors.